G, but I've been low key, hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals and no G's, no wheels and no keys, no posts, no snowmobiles and no skis, mad at me cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries, got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks, to add to the wall full of plaques. How's it going there, Shelfies? This is Pop Shelf Fantasy, podcast number 190, this is a February 10th, 2022, uh, NBA trade dead. Line today, but we won't talk about that because it's the NFL basketball podcast. It was, yeah, but we won't get there. But um, we'll talk about that at some point. Um, Talkshowfantasy.com. Uh, head over there. Uh, Corey Dowes has some good art- articles out there. He's got the uh, Super Bowl preview. He's getting the uh, what is it? Uh, Super Bowl <laughs> treats and drinks. Yeah, the uh, the official name is is still a work in progress, but something to the effect of <laughs> I think right now I have it as the ultimate. Uh, Ultimate Super Bowl Party Guide, Top Shelf Fantasy Edition or something like that. So To not black out by halftime. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of good <laughs> tips and tricks in there, a little advice from some tried and true party uh, party errors that we've all made growing up. And then, I don't know, we'll have some recipes in there for you. I think I have a lot, just a lot more suggestions this year for foodstuffs that's like not really recipe oriented, but there'll be a couple in there and, and maybe some links to, to stuff if you need it. Or maybe we'll just say, hey, if you want the recipe, tag me on Twitter and I'll give it to you personally. Yeah, perfect. Um, also, at Top Shelf FNTSY on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and we'll also have some burner picks up there, too, on the site. Um, I know a lot of them are very indifferent. Some are <laughs> Bengals fans, some are Rams fans, but uh, we'll get to that down at the bottom. Um, in other news, I mean, do you want to start with the Tom Brady tweets or cryptic messages? Yeah, I mean, I saw this today and over the last couple of days, really. And I guess Tom Brady was giving a, an interview on his own podcast or something like that. And uh, somebody asked him just pretty much point blank, like, hey, are you retired? And he was like, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll play it as it lies. We'll see what comes my way. And then there's like leaks and rumors all over Reddit saying uh, he wants to go to the Niners. He wants to go back. I guess he had an interview with Shanahan way back when and it didn't really go so well but now that they're out of a quarterback and jimmy g maybe trey lance isn't the guy i mean imagine that imagine you're trey lance and you're like oh man i had one year to get a starting job there and then now the freaking greatest quarterback of all time is coming in but if that's the case i mean i don't know i think brady does some damage to his like good guy image that he's really always had and cultivated if he retires from the you know I don't know if he retires. I don't even know if he had a contract with the Bucks or if he could just leave and go over there. But was like, it a four-year deal? Like extension? that's what I thought. With but then like you know they had those avoidable years. It was, it was avoidable there. years, but yeah, it was too. Yeah. It was too yeah. locked in. No option after that. And, and what I saw was that they'd have to do like a Jimmy G trade, with then trading like the rights to Brady. It's like it's a whole thing. Just, yeah, messy. yeah. Uh, well, if that's the case, why would Brady even retire to say you know what? I'm not going to retire yet. I'm just going to become a free agent if I can find a spot. If not, then I'll retire. Right. But yeah, if he goes back and does that, it, 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 he kind of loses that credibility. I would also think that if Tom Brady comes out of retirement within a month from saying he retired, that his his uh, marriage is over <laughs> and uh, him and Giselle are no longer together. And that's the only reason why he's coming out of retirement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it, true. It's definitely an interesting situation. I mean, if you went to San Fran, say he played there this year, I mean, they are probably in the Super Bowl and probably like heavy favorites. But then again, it's like he plays the Bucks. They're yeah. 
you know, one long pass play away from making the NFC title game without Chris Godwin. Yeah. yeah. Like you can say both sides. You could really make the, the entire argument that Tom Brady on any team has the best shot in the NFL to go to the playoffs. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Pretty crazy how much he changes the team. If you say Detroit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I mean, they already have like Jared Goff. So it's like Brady said that much better. Didn't they have Amendola at one point? Was it last year? That was <laughs> last year. I actually started him in a few weeks. Um, then you know that would have been fine. Good. Just Brady to Amendola. I mean, that's what he had in New England. I don't know why they weren't like Amendola. Actually. <laughs> Amendola is a free agent now, so yeah. it could be, a, hey, I'm just going to wait to see where Tom Brady goes. James White would be a free agent. I mean, just come on. <laughs> he, could, he could bring the whole band in. LeGarrette Blanc could probably still play football. He's <laughs> the same body type. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of, like, hypotheticals going around. Let's see if something actually happens. Maybe he just wants more attention. Who knows? Yeah, because he, does, he doesn't, you know, have enough as it is. <laughs> Um, Brian Flores, a, a big favorite of ours. You know, I thought he was a top head coach candidate out there after the Dolphins released him. Sue in the NFL. I don't think he's a shot to be a coach at least this year. Not um, really, really tough for a team to hire a coach that's pending litigation with the um, like everybody's employer. I did hear that he has. Uh, rumblings of a lot of colleges interested in him if he were not to make an NFL job because let's just all be honest. I mean, he would do a really fucking great job in college. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this isn't like going that, to like, affect, I mean, his lawsuit's not going to affect anything college wise. Yeah. I think the only, I'm not the only thing, cause he's probably, I bet you he'd be a fantastic recruiter, but the only thing is if he goes to recruit kids, like they're going to be like, well, did you burn all your ties in the NFL with this lawsuit? But he'd be like, no, no. Ian Belichick are still boys. Like he has probably a ton of friends around the yeah. league and just the owners that might not like him for calling him racist. Yeah. But yeah, but the yeah. coaches, right. Yeah. He actually still has a lot of foot in the door. I mean, freaking Dayball and him coached together yeah. a while ago. Right. You know, yep. there's so many people that have come out of those coaching trees that are all across the NFL right now. Yep. Um, in other news, uh, a guy that, that that's being sued, um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, um, yeah. he, he makes the pro ball. He actually plays in it. Uh, he has that clear conscience to, to play a down in an NFL game 12 hours after beating the absolute piss out of someone at a bar. Yeah, I haven't Just seen, goes like, to the field saying, I don't care. I haven't seen a ton play. of details come out. Unfortunately, like I was hoping for a lot more information by this point, which is like a few days later. But as of right now, it looks like he just absolutely beat the brakes off some guy and broke his entire face into tiny little pieces. And the dude's in like serious like condition. Like he's fine. He's going to live, but he's in yeah. like, yeah, he's, he's banged up. And it's, I mean, probably not, not cheap. Probably got extreme medical bills, but from even beyond the being sued or whatever, like I'm sure that Alvin Kamara can cover that. No problem. He's not going to worry about that. But, like, I think he's facing serious criminal charges as well from the state of Nevada. So that's – you don't want to, you know, make light of somebody's medical plight. But the serious thing for Kamara is the, the the criminal side. I mean, beating somebody up and paying their medical bills, fixing up their faces is one thing he can afford it. But, yeah, there was um, – I, I don't know if there is video, but I do know that there was a, a account that had been described to someone because they said it on nfl network nice. that it was him and two of his friends that beat 
beat the guy. Uh, he actually ended up, you know, doing most of the work and broke his eye socket. Then after the guy was unconscious on the ground, they all kicked him. So uh, yeah, I heard it was like tw- like twenty times in a row. I, well, yeah. that's what I heard. I Me, mean, I've heard other things too, but I mean, details aside, regardless, something you can't do as yeah. a, a, as not even player as an absolute. NFL All Star. He's a candidate too for the commissioner's exempt list with that and this being pending. And I don't expect this is going to be one of those, you know, we'll wait for the police to, you know, do their uh, review. I think that's actually going to be fairly quick because it isn't like a he said, she said. It's it's not like a DUI, which we saw with Melvin Gordon and Josh Jacobs. You know, that's it's pending things. It's kind of brushed aside, maybe a you know, suspension here and there, but like this is a completely different story. Right. Yeah. And a lot of States too, you kick a guy when he's down, you immediately go to felony territory. So if there's any way for them to prove that, I don't know if uh, Nevada has laws like that, but if they do, and that's what he's facing. I mean, that's, that's immediate jail time. I think a mandatory minimum sentence is carried. So uh, good luck with that. Which brings <laughs> us to, a, to our next point, kids don't have the NFL team in Vegas. Right. And I it, mean, what we're seeing time and time again is that these NFL you saw what happened with, with the Vegas. Raiders players all yeah. season, and then and, the coach, and then you bring the Pro Bowl there one time. And don't <laughs> forget, happens. there's been people like Josh Jacobs, like you said, that DUI that never actually ended up happening, yeah, because the lawyer got him out of it out of technicality. Like that happened before all the other Raiders stuff. I mean, this he is just over and, over and over and over again. It's, I mean, there's a reason that they tell you in every single like Vegas guide or like to having a good time. They say like three or four nights in Vegas is more than enough. You got a team station there for eight <laughs> weeks of the NFL season. You're going to have problems, man. There's yeah. too, there's too much stuff going on and they make too much damn money to not get into trouble with it. Yeah. I mean, Henry it Ruggs, makes you second guess on the dynasty side if I'm go on Raiders player. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I'm going to pick up the Brian Edwards option in our league, the answer is no. <laughs> he also stinks, but yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the Super Bowl now, or do you want to do the coaching changes first? I just wanted to mention that it's you know the Super Bowl week. We're doing a podcast for the uh, Super yeah. Bowl week. There's, there's, a, there's a game on TV this weekend. Yeah, it's but so we'll funny because it. like <laughs> people like Shelby's mom was like, "Oh, I wish she was on like a Saturday this year." I'm like, "Yeah, but I mean, it's it's Super Bowl Sunday. Cool. I, like, I, if, if it was a Saturday, I'd get." you know, pretty hammered and not work the next day. Sure. That that's right. convenient. But um, now that I work yeah. at home drinking at night, doesn't matter. Exactly. That's <laughs> why so I'm doing it now. Nobody, nobody would remember the Super Bowl if it was on Saturday though. They'd be like, yeah, no, no, no. I started yeah. drinking at like 9am. There's a problem. Actually, by did you hear? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Cincinnati school systems, they're giving them the day yes. off Monday. Yeah, I did hear that. Power We've move. been saying this for years in New England because we had so many chances and no one listened to us kids. Nobody ever <laughs> well, gave us the Cincinnati. day off. We all took but it. They're like, but they're Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we would have a lot of, a lot of, now that's our brain. A lot of days time. off. We'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see. All right, let's do the coaching changes. Uh, I'll do the first one. Uh, Josh McDaniels, he, he, he got the job. Yeah, that's just confirming a previous uh, Top Shelf Fantasy report. Uh, McDaniels was linked to Vegas. He got it. Dave Ziegler linked. Got it. Yeah, I think it was like the day after we had the pod. Yeah, it was all. Official. It was like inked. Um, 
is, is, is this a huge blow for the Patriots? I know we were talking about it. We were hoping to get Bill O'Brien back. That's not, not the case anymore. But, um, I mean, is it, is it a good time to separate that marriage with Josh McDaniels? I'm happy about it, personally. I think I'm very appreciative of everything that Josh McDaniels has done for the Patriots, but I'm sick of his offense. I'm sick of looking at it. I'm sick of draws on third and long. I'm sick of a screen that doesn't work. We just I don't even think that it's anything that's wrong with his system. I think that people just know it. They're like, this is the Patriots. This is what they're going to do. So bringing in anybody else in a different set of eyes to get some different play calls in different situations, I just think stands to help. I mean, the last time that McDaniels left, we had Bill O'Brien in, right? It was 2011, and Bill O'Brien was top five or top ten in the league in almost every statistical category. To be fair, he had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski running wild, and I think most coaches would do all right with that. But um, I know McDaniels keeps pitching the two tight end sets, and that's like the big McDaniels thing. But he's never used two tight ends well. So I'm interested to see if we can get well, somebody we, that will actually we paid use for it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you paid, yeah. it was paid like for it. what it was a hundred million combined dollars and uh didn't only use one of them, like sparingly still. I mean Hunter Henry was using the in the red zone, caught a bunch of touchdowns, but John Smith was yeah. If he didn't catch t- touchdowns, he's tight end probably 48 on the season. Yeah, instead you had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski go both going for well, Gronk for eleven hundred yards and Aaron Hernandez for like nine seventy. Like, interesting to see if somebody else can come put that back together with the two free tight ends the Pats have and a young, talented quarterback. So, so right. it's in my opinion, there's yeah, it's the two um, things to look at for. Well, I'll start on the Raiders side. Uh, just we just kind of left off on the Patriots side. I think it's a downgrade for the Patriots. I'm fine with leaving McDaniel's, but it is what it is. Um, McDaniels is going to be able to have different weapons now, different offense. Like it's he, he, the, the predictability is not there at least for the first year because everything's going to be new. He's going to have a new, um, chance to rebuild an offense the way that he wants to. Their offensive line has struggled. Their running backs actually are a pretty decent group. He should probably be able to get Kenny Drake more involved. Um, and And he's going to try to get, uh, Adams. I don't know if you would do that. That doesn't seem like a McDaniels thing to do. Um, I think he, I think really you're going to be looking at another draft type uh, wide receiver. Maybe a Jamison Williams is someone that we were thinking maybe mm-hmm. coming to the Patriots offense. That might be something that obviously what's his face there. Um, uh, Davis, Mark uh, Davis, yeah. Mark Davis wants is speed. And that's what James Williams brings. Um, Joe, Joe judge, you know, just from uh memory he's only been a special teams coordinator so being on the offense really kind of bugs me um you have the the quarterback sneak on the five yard line issue that everyone's seen everyone's seen that meme this year it's uh it's a little it's a little disheartening but i i i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know how i feel about uh, uh no weapons no offensive coordinator a decent offensive line and a good run game. I mean, it's it seems like a step back. Yeah, the, the only silver lining that I have for Judge is that he's still only an offensive assistant in name. So maybe there's like a check. Like maybe there's going to be somebody else who he checks with for the play calls before he calls in that uh, five-yard QB sneak. But I don't it know. Is, it is possible that Joe Judge said, I want to be an offensive assistant to Belichick. 
to yeah. raise that part of his game because he wants to be a head coach somewhere else at some other time. I mean, he spent two two seasons with the Giants. Were they terrible? Yes. Does that mean that his career is over? No. Right. So he, you know, he he'll have some opportunity to to maybe uh, hone in on his craft if that's yeah. if that's what he's going to be doing as an offensive assistant as as long as and Bill O'Brien comes back. As bad as the Giants were, he has the built-in excuse that like, hey, listen, my all-world running back talent and Saquon Barkley was hurt both years. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, at least that's at least that's the you know the cop out I'd be making if I were him. But he played in twelve games last year. He's like, damn it. Listen, <laughs> he wasn't feeling well. He was recovering. Yeah. He had a sore anything. Kenny Galladay sucks. <laughs> oh, it would a bad contract. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this, uh, his history. He has not once at any time been an offensive uh, coach. So this, this seems oh. like it definitely is that he's trying to learn it uh, <laughs> yeah. because everything nice. was linebackers <laughs> coach, special teams all the way back to 2005 with like Mississippi State and like – He's been with Alabama as a special teams coordinator. So, and you wonder too if it's like, like Belichick's like, okay, well, he's still a friend of mine. I'm still close with Joe Judge. He got fired. You know, put him on staff. Okay, cool. Throw him on the offense. Give him an assistant title. What is he going to actually do there? I don't know. Bill O'Brien could still show up. We don't know. Maybe he wants to. Oh, yeah. Him. I, I do think that that's still a possibility. Yeah. And I know me and Craig have talked numerous times about the Bill O'Brien side of things. And I think Craig mentioned last time we were chatting, like, his downfield play calling is exactly what the Patriots mm-hmm. need. If you want to talk about leaving the McDaniels, like conservative, dink and dunk all the way down the field, patient offense, you want to leave that behind, bring in Bill O'Brien. We'll take some shots. Well, yeah. you saw last year with, when Brady went to the Bucs, everyone's like, oh, he can't throw a deep. I'm like, no, well, he didn't throw a deep because that's right. the offense of the Patriots. He goes to the Bucs, and I think this year he, he let all quarterbacks on, on deep ball accuracy. Yeah, exactly. It's just – when it's not your offense and you follow the game plan that works, I'm not saying that McDaniel's game plan doesn't work. It's just, I don't, I'm sick of seeing it. Like a lot of quarterbacks struggle because they can't be as patient as Tom Brady was for 20 years. Right. Because they want to take that deep shot. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien just said, fuck it. Go chuck it, dude. <laughs> well, he had a creative schemes uh, with in place for that. He also had the right personnel for it. Route mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. The the Welker and, and everything like that. He, he if if you can get and a guy that actually has been floated out there, Christian Kirk, who is very Ooh. good at this type of uh, that type of offense, um, being able to pick your spots, read the safety in, during the play. I mean, that's something that Mac Jones, his his biggest trait is that. Um, is being able to read a defense as it's happening. Like, you know, he may not have the all-world arm talent, but he's the guy that can read a defense. So, And you fortunately have Jacoby Myers as well, who's not – I mean, I think you have to sign him to a contract this year, but he's not an all-world athlete either, but he reads defenses particularly well. So if you can open up stuff downfield, he's had success running those routes and going and getting balls, even though he's not the freak that, you know, like – I'm trying to think of a good comp- comparison would be, but like he's not a Devonte Adams, but he has the the route running ability and the and the vision of a caliber wide receiver that high up. Just not the physical tools. And the last thing we'll say on it because I know we're talking about it a lot, but <laughs> if Bill O'Brien did come, he had ties. He coached Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. brought in and recruited Chris Godwin. And Chris Godwin, yeah, and um, obviously just you know had ties with Mac Jones. Uh, a little little bit of overlap uh, while Mac. Jones 
was getting ready for uh, the NFL when he went over there. Jameis Williams was his wide receiver this year, as long as long as John Mechie. So wide receivers to bring in if if you were to come, or you know, it could be a positive change. But we'll get there, I guess, when we get there. That's if you can't tell, it's our hope. <laughs> um, Byron Leftwich, front front runner for Jacksonville, psych, fake out. He didn't get the job. Um, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson <laughs> got it. I feel like Doug Peters had been getting this job after like Brian Byron left, which was possible, which would have been a cool story. The old quarterback coming in, you know, after some time coaching with Tom Brady, getting to pick his brain. Like I, I felt like that was the the move, but Trent Balky, who had a massive uh, issue with Jim Harbaugh and what made him push out and go to Michigan uh, was like, not our, like, in the owner's ear, obviously, is his GM. You know, I got to get someone that's not Byron Leftwich because Leftwich wanted him out. Um, that sounds like it's a clusterfuck that's just never going to end. And mm-hmm. we get a huge letdown of the the, the kind of like, I don't say whiny, but just Doug Peterson just strikes me the wrong way. <laughs> Ever since <laughs> when Carson Wentz and, and, and Jalen Hurts were Didn't know trying to figure out, out who was the starter. <laughs> It was just all a shit show from there. Doug Peterson just seems like an Eeyore, like just just kind of like tucking his tail between his just legs, trying to find a head coaching job. Yeah, it's that's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was surprised he got the job, but I, I mean, I did hear that Leftwich was the favorite, but he didn't want the GM there, so there was no at that point. I'm like, yeah, he's not getting the job. Yeah, it feels like he might have maybe overplayed his hand a bit. But he's like, oh, they really want me as the head coach. I'll just dictate the GM, too. Like, yeah, no. We'll just yeah, take Doug Peterson. Guy. We don't mind sucking for another year anyways. While I agree that it's the wrong move for Byron Leftwich to make, this is, again, like I said, not the first time people have had a problem with Balky. So yeah. I am not surprised by it. And I think that that's going to continue mm-hmm. to be a thing until he's fired. And I, and I don't think that Doug Peterson has a track record of developing a young quarterback. So I'm worried about the Trevor Lawrence futures that we may now be looking at as well. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz suffered under him massively and he went, uh, not that he did had a bounce back year this year by any means either. So that could just be a Carson Wentz thing. It could be isolated, but it doesn't give me a warm and fuzzy for Trevor Lawrence's future prospects. Yep. All right. Uh- other news, another fake out, the Brian Flores interviewing with the Saints. We've talked about that. He's suing the NFL, so that's done. Dennis Allen gets a job. And that's just a genius move by the Saints because you can't be called racist if you just say, well, we promoted from within. Dennis Allen has been with us forever. Boom, problem yeah. solved. You protected yourself. Yeah, there's also the – there's another one we'll get to. But, um, yeah, Dennis Allen's a great coach. Uh, he actually came over to the Saints um, – Jeez, I forget what it was, but he has always done a really good job with the Saints defense. That he turned it around. Like that defense was horrible and before mm-hmm. he got there. Uh, so realistically, it's a great move. We don't know who their offensive coordinator is at this moment. They very well could have signed someone in the last two days, and I didn't see it. But once we find that out, we'll be able to figure out fantasy football news. But Dennis Allen's going to have a good head on his shoulders. So we're not going to be missing too much from the Saints. It's not like the Saints are going to be taking a huge step backwards. The only thing is that their cap situation is living hell. Oh, it's horrible. Um, They're minus $74 million. But if Kamara is on commissioner's exempt list because of his beatdown, 
that's like 30 that's mil like, right that's there. only 10 million bucks oh is it 30 like, million it's only 10 <laughs> per year yeah that's it that's it well like, michael listen michael that. thomas is as good as god so there's 20 million right there that is true yeah. that will happen i'm counting but cam so jordan crazy. is off the team too because just because his captain oh, that's, that's a huge that's on. a massive contract you, you do the... you do everything you can you, you get rid of Lattimore. I, I don't care you keep jordan on the team Lattimore has not played up to his to. cap. Lattimore is also at a 23.5 right. cap hit. Something, he had a massive like rookie year and then has just fallen off since then. So I would move Lattimore in a heartbeat, but I just think I don't think you're going to get the value for him. I don't even think you need to get the value. I think you just need to get under the, cap. the cap. Give me a fourth yeah. rounder. Let's go. <laughs> and honestly, James Winston is going to at least command some money. He showed last year that he's the starting caliber quarterback. And they've had on them a $2 million deal the last two seasons. Yeah, so they, they they're running anymore. a wildcat offense next year with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, and beyond that, like whatever J, uh, Jameis Winston showed, Taysom Hill showed that he can't run the offense. So, right. I mean, Winston more or less has them between a rock and a hard place. It's like, yeah, I deserve money. And the Saints are like, we don't have any. Can you wait another year? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I can only play on $2 million contracts for so long. I'm like, breaking my bones for you. And the kid they drafted too is is very similar. Yeah, Ian Book. He's, he's, he's like he's a, no identical, pretty much. Right. Which is a, <laughs> such a bad draft pick. <laughs> I don't know. I never liked him. No, he does um, everything that Taysom Hill does, but slightly worse. <laughs> That's a sick pick. Right. Go give him fifty million dollars oh, now. <laughs> watching Sean White run down the hill right now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, watching the deal. Olympics. Yeah, I had I have to see Sean White's last runs. Uh, he oh, he just did a really I, he had a really good run right there. We'll see what his score. He is must be us. so rich. Um. Anyways, well, did you know about his? I mean, we can talk about it for a second. I mean, it's yeah, Olympics. Sure, it's it's, it's, a, it's sports. He he, he had his own uh, half pipe built in a random mountain that you can only get to by helicopter to practice in for the Olympics. <laughs> smart, smart. Jesus Christ, that that's insane. Like, um, can you even imagine? Like, oh, what are you doing today? I'm just taking my helicopter up to my own mountain yeah. where I do my snowboarding. Oh, I didn't realize he shaved his hair. I haven't watched any of the Olympics this year because I'm boycotting it. Not really. I just I don't really care. I don't actually a lot of people that are, but the only um, sixty just, million dollars. He's worth sixty mil. I feel like you should be more than that. I, I was gonna say I, I was I was gonna go north of that, like close he, to six figures i bet you he has like a sick like sponsorship from like six red figures. bull or something <laughs> like that that like yeah six figures got <laughs> i mean they can't <laughs> i'm off hours <laughs> but yeah i bet you he has like a sick sponsorship from like red bull they're like yeah no problem they're like you can use our company helicopter anytime you want if you want to go do six oh yeah shit. yeah and he's gonna make money after this anyways just, oh, just yeah. like tony hawk uh back to football yeah, Houston Texans. Yeah. I know McCown was a strong candidate two years in a row there. Another psych, Lovey Smith. Come on in. I saw, and this is going to be a sensitive comment, but I saw that this was the Texans making sure that they were not falling victim to the Brian Flores scandal. Um, and then Josh McCown bit the uh, proverbial bullet to to save the Texans organization from a, from a hot, hot spot to be in. So here's the um, deal. Who knows? Lovey Smith is not a bad coach. So he's I, not, I like, I like him there. He has had a good past. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's honed in on his, his skill set over with the Packers moving over to the Texans. And he has um, an all time beard right now. Oh yeah. 
the white be- the white beard is, is pretty sweet but um josh mccown could still be the offensive coordinator like that's not i mean they can still have that good which team. he needs to do because like yeah, he, he can't, can't just come, come in off the street, street. <laughs> exactly exactly Dude, the, i mean that's, on. that's the same we talked about last podcast with me and dows it's like i get he interviewed last year but usually a person that interviews last year for a head coaching job finds a way on a team like all right here boc for a year be an assistant like the Patriots do. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't charged by anyone else. He was like, you know, he's sitting on couch for a full year. It's common again. Like and start him off. It, start off slow. Like right. Be the OC. Be the assistant to the OC. And if he did that, don't just be like, hey. If he did that, he probably and failed. It. The Texans would be even more of a laughing stock for for that exact reason that he yeah. just came off the street. I mean, Kellen Moore was a good good quarterback in college had you know wasn't a great successful quarterback in the nfl but he at least knew that he had to be an offensive coordinator he's just not going to go be a head coach in college right away you know byron Leftwich, same thing he you know he moved his way up Gerard mayo defensive coordinator for the patriots Vrabel, one of the yes, all-time best linebackers that you know Vrabel. again yeah Vrabel yeah. was a defensive coordinator and again that, that josh mccown like played years after he probably should have just because he was that smart of a quarterback just didn't have the skills. That's why he was always on, I think, like the Bears for the last couple of years. He was on the Jets um, for a little bit too. Right. Yeah. So like he moved around just because that he people teams wanted that that veteran quarterback that wasn't great, but was a great coach. But that doesn't say he's gonna be a great head coach right away. Like I, I don't know. I just think he just went to it wrong. Like he wanted to get to the top. Like it, it's like a person going to fantasy football for the first year and it's like yeah i'm gonna win it's like well do you know who to pick first of all it's like no it's like, all right so <laughs> yeah yeah you may and, and, you know you could be like a sean mcveigh be a genius but if you don't set yourself up for success it's it's all just gonna be for not you're gonna dwindle out and never play never coach again yeah um in other news Minnesota. Uh, so it's not Kellen Moore, huh? No, it's uh, apparently Ed Donatel, former uh, Bron- or current, I think, Broncos defensive coordinator. But um, Are you sure about this? I just read sure it online. I, I don't know, but the internet lies all the time. Uh, I hope, I mean, I'd love to see that as Kellen Moore, but it... hold on, Shelfies. That's, as the, that's as the defensive coordinator. Ed, Ed Donatell is going to be the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. And I believe oh. Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Rams, is nice. the head coach. Oh, it is O'Connell. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sweet. That's even better. That makes more sense. That's a good move all around. Then, if he was, if he was, you know, was bringing the Broncos into that into that powerhouse defensive light, that's exactly what the Vikings need to get back to in order to be a competitive team in the NFL. So. Um, Good for them. Yeah. I love Kevin O'Connell. I've loved him for a while. He's obviously part of a Sean McVay tree that moves back into the, you know, Shanahan days, you know, that, that there's been nothing but success from this coaching tree. And that is one thing that I'll always take into consideration when I'm making my fantasy picks is who the offensive coordinator or the head coach is, is because, and, and they all come back to 2000 and uh, I think it was 2014, uh, box something like that like they had Shanahan McVay and Zach Taylor all on the same staff 
And Kevin O'Connell has been McVay's guy since, you know, Zach Taylor had left uh, over to Cincinnati. So nothing is hit wrong. I think this is going to be a great move. I think Justin Jefferson goes to new heights. I think, you know, nothing happens to Dalvin Cook. I think he's just going to continue to go in the right direction on offense and bringing in a, a, a smarter, older defensive coordinator for, for offensive minded head coach like this. Um you know, is, is the right move. I think all around Minnesota actually made the right move. I mean, they've lacked the last two years in, on their de- defense side. So, I mean, anything personnel like was shit, but yeah. Yeah. Right, they they right. did. They they started to suck. And even their offense at times is kind of laughable. Like, why are we running Dalvin Cook 35 times? So, like, it just seemed right. like um, they didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame them. It seemed to work half the time, so why not do it? But um, Dalvin Cook's been dying. What? Yes, well, yeah, yeah. He's he's twenty six now, um, so he's getting to the age where it's like, well, I don't they know, just paid him a lot of money. Dining, yeah, but I mean, still, like he's twenty six. Like the dynasty football wise, like Eckler's twenty six. Who would you rather have at twenty six with less miles? Probably Eckler. I don't know. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's a lot less wear and tear. Cook has so much wear and tear, and he's never played for you in the fancy playoffs pretty much the last three years. Yeah. yeah, if I was doing like a day one dynasty startup right now, I'd take Eckler way ahead of Cook. Not way ahead of, but like a few picks. I wouldn't say way ahead. Of, like you, yeah. you can make the argument. I, I'm just saying he's getting to that, but that's down the line. Um Steelers, they've interviewed everyone, including ESPN's Blue Riddick for the GM job, and no one's got it so far. Yeah, just interviewing every single person they can find, apparently. Uh, Lewis Riddick, I didn't even know, was still involved in football or than a color commentator slash analyst. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, I saw something recently that said that he has always wanted to be a GM in the NFL, and he has been interviewing the last couple of years, but, um, I mean, the Steelers would be such a great gig for him to get into. Solid oh, yeah. coach, solid ownership. Like, not he's more also like sneaky. Fifty-two years old. I thought he was like thirty-seven. I tend to be weary on how successful a ESPN analyst would do. Now, granted, he had always been in administrative roles throughout his career before getting to the before espn but since mike mayock it just makes you kind of wonder <laughs> like are we are we drafting because todd mcshay and um uh what's his face there mel kuyper are telling us that their t- prospects are good or you know what what is what is the real in-depth research that you know what, what staff you have together you know so we'll 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 see but the steelers um Unfortunately, the the wide receivers that are always just handpicked out of nowhere and show up great may may be of old and not happening <laughs> anymore. Yep. Uh, and the Patriots, we talked about that. Joe Judge's back. Uh, um, Packers. Is that officially or no? Yeah, yeah they, but he's a special teams. Hire so. special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge. That their biggest I mean, flaw was special teams. You saw it in playoffs. Mm. <laughs> that's yep. legit why they lost. So that's good. Um, coach is still out there. Dry Mayo, Todd Bowles, Raheem Morris, Dennis Allen, Dan Quinn. I love how you took off Brian Flores from here. 
because we know he's not going to play or yeah. coach this season. Yeah, and Dennis yeah. Allen just got hired too, so you can take him off. Yeah, and Gerard Mayo actually came out with an interesting comment about the Rooney rule, how it pertains to Leslie Frazier and uh, Jim Caldwell, of all people. But I don't really want to get into it. So you can Jim look Caldwell up. did have a lot of chances uh, with the Colts. I, I, I completely understand, you know, there's, you know, a lot of smart minds out there that do deserve it. Like Eric Vienna is one that I've always said that should absolutely have a job right away. Mm. Um, but like uh, Gerard Mayo, I think, you know, it's, it's good to get his feet wet in interviews. I mean, if that's, he wants to be a head coach somewhere, it's, you know, you're your second year on the job. You can't expect the moon. Right. Yeah. You like, you don't go from, you know, the mailroom for a couple of years all the way up to CEO of the company. You gotta, you gotta put that time in and get your experience. So, yeah. All right. Um, onto the Super Bowl. Doing picks. Yeah. Onto the Super Bowl. All right. So I have mine up first. So I'll talk about it first. So <laughs> I woke up very happy because I bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I literally dreamt just cheering 24, 17 Bengals <laughs> win over, over the, uh, over the Rams. I, I have historically thought, you know, like the, the brain in me wants to say that the Rams are going to win. The, the fan in me wants the Bengals to win. So I have a T Higgins jersey. I'm going to put that on. I'm going to bet the Bengals, and that's what I'm going to root for. If they lose, hey. <laughs> bet with your heart, not, baby. I'm not a hometown fan. Yep. But it's, it's, uh, it's just such a good story for the Bengals. Um, and, uh, that's, that's why, you know, I, I have it, I have a 24, 17. Uh, I have the same score, but the Rams at 24, 17. And I only did it because I saw Craig's score. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, it's the right score. Wrong team. <laughs> it might be. Uh, yeah. Um, this is a game where I don't, I, I don't care who wins. I, I would rather Stafford win. But if the Bengals win, it's like, all right, I have two teams I really like a lot. So like it's like the Chiefs last year. I'm like, all right, Brady beat the fucking shit out of the Chiefs, which he did. Awesome. This year it's like I just want a high scoring game, close game. But um as much as the Bengals story is great, I think the Matthew Stafford story is better. And I think he just deserves that ring. I mean, he's older. The Bengals can come back here the next 10 years. Let's not forget it now, and Bengals can get it down the line. I can absolutely see why you'd root for that, and I would love that too for Stafford. There's just something about Sean McVay and something about Ramsey, and I like Donald, but there's just something about some of those players that irk me and rub me the wrong way. But um, you know, I would be happy for Stafford. Oh, I, yeah. I, I hope mean, Jamar I love Stafford and Ramsey in a body bag. I do not like Jalen Ramsey. I think he's a loudmouth punk. This like if if Chase does that in the Super Bowl against Ramsey, oh so my god, his, oh my god, why he's is just instantly legit? Season? Yeah, oh yeah, but like no one can stop him. And yeah, he, as a rookie, he might do it. If anybody can, it's it's probably yeah. him or Cup, but he's on the same team, so he's he's <laughs> right. fine there. Yeah, well, Cup definitely does it in practice all the time, and Ramsey hates his life. <laughs> Um, oh, so I got my. Was it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. It was a uh, Hunter Renfro in um, yes. last summer. He he wanted to be lined up with him, and he crushed him. Yeah, he just kept oh, cooking oh, him okay. in joint practices. Yeah, yep, which is awesome. That's like the absolute best. A little tiny 
friggin' nerdy looking white dude. Just putting everybody in the league in a blender. He runs the like craziest routes too. I love watching him run anything. Like just so shifty. Oh, yeah, Speaking of him, to watch. him and McDaniels, like Hunter Renfro needs to move up two rounds in your fantasy draft just because <laughs> McDaniels is the head coach yep. now. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. Every single route could just be to him. It's like he's really Julian Edelman 2.0, like from a crisp yeah. route running perspective. I mean, Edelman is always a gritty guy, but Renfro is probably a better athlete overall. Uh, all right. Me, I have the Bengals taking the taking the uh, win here, 34-31. I saw a bunch of memes going around about the Simpsons. I don't know if it's actually true. If it is true, it's pretty much just a guaranteed fact. So put all of your money on that. I'm going to authorize it. Book burners, you can listen to me too. Take your life savings, put it on the Bengals money line. Don't, I won't don't, really, be doing don't really do that. Don't really but, do that. It's too risky. Yeah, I'm not do that. No, no, no. I'm no. putting $50 on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely, I mean, you guys nailed it. It's a, the first Super Bowl in a while that I feel like I don't have like a dog in the fight at all, but I still want to lean one way and I'm just deciding to lean Bengals because I love Joe Barrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, Joe Burr, and then Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. And then when I'm writing the article, like the other day, I'm looking at each positional group and like trying to compare them apples to apples and I don't know. Like, I, I really, really thought this whole time leading in that the Rams definitely had like a clear edge. And then I'm doing all these positional groups and I'm like, the Bengals could, you could easily see an edge for the Bengals in every single grouping. So it's certainly interesting. I think probably the offensive line is probably their biggest detriment. And if Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller decide to get like 14 combined sacks, I wouldn't even be that surprised. Yeah, I think it comes down to line and experience. Yeah, I mean, I had in there too, like Stafford has seen every single defense that can possibly be thrown at him mm-hmm. versus Joe Barrow, who could definitely get fooled by some of the uh, Rams, like exotic coverages if they try to throw like a wrinkle in there. But Matt Stafford, a lot of time just looks at the coverage and goes, I can make this throw. And turns out he yeah, can't make that. It throw. depends the Stafford we get, and he yeah. might do that too. And I think Baldy tossed it out earlier. Like the Rams, when Stafford throws an interception, are barely over 500. When he throws two, they almost never win. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. If Stafford's out there slinging it with no regard, you're in trouble. If he plays the role that he needs to play, which is like a conservative quarterback, the Rams will probably win. I just don't know that Stafford can do that for four quarters because he loves to take a shot. And that's how he succeeds too. I mean, I don't know. It's a fine line to walk. Sure is. Um, burner picks? Burner picks. These will be out to the public shortly, probably, like tomorrow or Saturday. But All right. Tomorrow. So I, I was doing a little bit of research. I had messed up earlier and said that um, the 2014 Buccaneers, it was actually the, the Redskins at the time uh, for Sean McVay and all those coaches. And I need to just go back and just reiterate what, what, what we're talking about when it comes to coaches. So Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur for the Packers, Mike McDaniel, the new Miami Dolphins coach, Anthony Lynn for the Chargers, Gary Kubiak, like all of these guys came from the Redskins at that time. All of them have been successful. Damn. That's a pretty solid uh, group there. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Burner picks. Burner picks, Baldy, Hot telling fire. you that you need to bet on Evan McPherson 
over one and a half field goals. I mean, I feel like that's a lock. I'll, I'll personally be betting that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been a huge factor of why they're winning this postseason besides last week. Um, Cause he didn't have to. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'd bet that I'll probably toss a few uh, $5, $10 bet on that. And I've got the game at 34, 31 Bengals. I'm picturing last minute, last second field goal from uh, McPherson to win it would be perfect. There is out. a bet. There is a bet if the last play of the game was a field goal. I was going to ask what that. it is, but there is one out there. I was looking through it today. Watch it be with like the one second on left one. on the clock. I'll friggin' jump off a bridge. <laughs> um, also, Baldy likes Joe Mixon under 60 rushing yards. I don't like this, but I can see where he's coming but from. It's Super Bowl. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's hard to run. Yep. It, it is. And I don't, I, I don't, we're like that kind of bet. I just wouldn't even. Right. It's like, I don't do touch it. rushing yards on, on either side, unless it's like Smudgy P. Ryan. If it's like eight, maybe yep. I'll, I'll toss yeah. it there. But like 60 yards there, I'm sure Acres is around like 50. I just want to just leave it alone. Yeah. It's a tough line. Um, Bali, a Bengals fan this week. He's got the Bengals money line and Bengals plus four, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that I don't know what the plus minus is for the Bengals money line. Let me check real quick right now. Uh, a big money line is plus 170. Eh, you would think it'd be a little more, but we'll take that. So you put a hundred bucks in that, that's 270 bucks. You, yeah. you win if that, that happens. I take that. I'll probably um, um, I just can't bet it. I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm going to go with Jeff. And Jeff has the Rams at minus four. Ew. Which I, I will take. Actually, I, I'll probably take the Rams winning because, you, like you said, it, it could be a three-point game. Yeah. You want to juice the line, too. I mean, I wouldn't want to take the Rams with four points if I didn't have to. I think it's going to be – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he likes the under, which is at 48.5 right now. Jeff just loves rooting for no the most one boring game. Boring possible. things. <laughs> yeah. And that and that's the thing I'll I'll usually I think the one time I bet I'm under, I won. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but I hate it because it's like you're watching the game, you're like, yeah, let's go. But but slow down, like run the <laughs> clock, run the clock, maybe a long, a long field goal. Yeah, but don't it, score. It's terrible. I, I hate I the under hits way more than the over. I'm pretty sure, but I will never yeah. bet the under. I hate it. And the Super Bowl too. Again, I think it's lower teams, scoring than usual. I just have a problem with it because these teams are big play teams and they're fast paced teams. And it's you know I, I can see the sacks for the Rams, um, which he has Rams over three and a half sacks. That's been a big topic. That we've been talking about. I mean, Burrow got sacked seven times last time, um, but uh, I just don't with with Cooper Cup out there on the Bengals defense. You know, they could get up there big, and you know, Chase Higgins, Burrow. I mean, um, um, Boyd. I just don't. I just don't know how it can possibly be a low scoring game. But like you say that, and then you over. look at look at last year and the Bucks thrashed the Chiefs, who were still a huge big play team. And it was thirty one six. He still would have been under, which is like Christ Almighty. It feels like that. Guy. Even yeah. you and, watch that game back, and and the, like that should be an over game. Yeah, it should be an over game. And the Bucks line is 
yeah, pretty bad. It, it's a close to a Chiefs lineup last season. Yep. So, I mean, I don't blame him for doing the over under again. That's a bet that I'm not going to make because I don't want to. I want to watch the game and I don't want to be like, hey, I want my team to win, but don't do well. Like I want. All right. I, I want to be three 100 yard receivers, four touchdowns, like each team. I don't care. Um, oh my God, he's so boring. Joe Burrow under 274 yards. Yeah, boring. But my thing is, like, if, if we're saying the Rams are going to get all these sacks and big play, they're going to be up. Burrow's going to have to throw. Yep. It's so high for a for a total for the over under for the for passing yards. Yeah. Oh, for passing yards. Yeah. I don't know. I'd bet. I bet the over. Yeah, I but mean, just, it, but, that's but a tough line too. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's that. that's one that again, I'm fearful of. Again, I mean, you yeah. if you get him to go throw for two sixty, yeah, you, you can have, have two sixty and four it. touchdowns, and he's like, oh great, he had a great <sighs> day, but he just it was it was one burner pick. I don't know what game it was or what we it was. It was like mid season, and the over under was like, say it was like two sixty or something like that. I think the person got like two fifty eight. And we're all like, oh, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Beef just missed one in the playoffs. I think it was on Joe Burrow. He missed by like six yards or something like that. It's like, <laughs> sorry, Beef. Better luck next year. <laughs> um, he likes the Rams over 3.5 sacks that we talked about before. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I'll hit that probably. Yeah. Craig, what do you say again about the sacks with the, the total sacks? So there is a bet out there that um, you can guess the exact amount of sacks both teams will have. And the final number is a seven or over that I believe is around like the plus 400 range. And that I feel very comfortable betting. And then there's one that like, if the over under is five and a half uh, for both teams, um, if it's over five and a half. So, I would. I don't know. I feel confident betting both of those. A lot of sacks, but I don't know. I mean, I, if the I'm Bengals are going to have a really tough time over. stopping Donald, and that's not, and, and that's just if one they player double team Donald. There's Von Miller right there. Like it, it, it's there's no way around it. I think. Not to mention Trey Hendrickson is also a beast on the right. Bengals right. Side. Yep. And he's going yeah. up against. Uh, I think Whitworth is the left tackle now for. He, he's the one that was that towards ACL last year, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, him and Burrow um, rehab together. No, that's you're thinking of the left tackle for the Bengals. I'm talking about the left tackle for the Rams. Oh no! 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 Yeah, the Rams. Then why do you and, say Burrow? Him and Burrow rehab together. Really? They're in. That's they're weird. in different teams, but they oh, rehab okay, together. Okay, and, okay. Now, and now they're both in the Super Bowl together. I thought you were yeah. talking about the tackle that tore his ACL for oh, no, yeah, not the Bengals, Jonah Williams. Yeah. Um, and another Jeff Boring bet, Chase under 5.5 catches. That's that's a big number, though. That is a it big is, number. That is a big number. And Chase is, like, like you said, got those the big play guy like Chase. I could see him going four for catches for over 100 yards. That which is happen. fine, but, but 5.5, 5, I th- think it's We could tough. go 12 for 80 yards. Like, it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. 
I would probably hit that over just because I think Burrow loves getting the ball in Chase's hands, but I can't fight that either way. I mean, if he thinks that Burrow goes under, then yes, Chase also goes under. And if he thinks the game's an under, then it makes sense that all of these are under. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he has this game scripted right. and betting it that way, that the Rams thrash the, the uh, Bengals. And if that's the case, he hits all his picks and they all, you know, he makes a lot of money. I'm just, uh, but you're wait, you're 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 guessing on on the game to go one way. Yeah, I'm just picturing Jeff doing his bets, and at six o'clock, it's like, good night, babe, and he just goes to bed. Doesn't even watch the game. He is that boring. Maybe. Um, Mahoney. He likes Cincinnati plus four, but he likes the Rams money line. Well, he's picking the Rams. And Bengals so was in four. Three so points. So it's a field goal game, pretty much. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they would well, have not, to cover the four, four and well, a half, whatever three, the line is. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I can right. absolutely see that. And uh, T. This Higgins is my favorite. Anytime <laughs> TD, plus 175. I'm 100% betting this and probably making this other things. Yes. Same. <laughs> I'm 100% betting that. <laughs> And um, unlike Jeff, he likes the over of 48.5. So that's a high score for it to be a three-point game, too. That's hitting exactly what uh, Corey has as the guest for the game. Yeah, we talk, me and Mahoney talked about this, the, the whole Simpsons thing. So, again, I haven't even confirmed that the Simpsons thing is real, that it's, like, from an actual episode and it wasn't just a Photoshopped meme, but I'm running with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Tom's on here, but I think Tom would say Bengals. Oh, I would absolutely say he'd say yeah. Bengals. Maybe we'll do a shotgun bet. I got Rams. You guys got Bengals or something? I'm it's down. Been a while. Yeah, it has. Sure. All right. And I'm assuming that we're all at Super Bowl parties, we could probably get them done that night. Send them in. Send them live. Probably, yeah. Sean White just nailed his run, by the way. His second <laughs> run. It. I got he on. just complete, he completely nailed it, and he's pumped about it. Like there was a little slip up on his first run, so he ended up uh, being sixth. I don't know if you don't mind me talking about it, but USA. If you want to watch it, I'll shut up. USA. <laughs> if you want to watch it, I won't say anything. No, please go ahead. Uh, no, he's he just nailed every part of what he wanted for his run. So I don't know what the score is going to be, but I think he's going to medal. It's probably sixty nine. Oh, it's higher than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not worth that. 90.69. That'd be that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. Nice. Yeah. So um those are the burner picks. We told you about the coaches, our Super Bowl projections. Overall, I think it should be a very good game this Sunday. Um we'll go for the article by Dows. Um again, what's the name? I don't know. The I don't know, yeah. It's uh the I think it's the ultimate. I don't fucking know, dude. Super Bowl guy. Yeah, the it's ultimate a, Super Bowl party guy. Something like that. Nice. Super and ultimate championship. I could really just look it up. I don't know why I'm guessing. The League of Gentlemen. So he got an 85 on that run. He is in second place right now. Damn okay, it. Okay. The ultimate Super Bowl, the Super Bowl party guy, Tasha Fantasy Edition. There we go. And then check out his um, preview as well. And then I'll get a book winner's 
article up there tomorrow uh, as well and on the IG. And Craig, how are we doing with the um, Tic Tac? The Tic Tac? The Tic Tac. Oh, I didn't get very far with the Tic Tac. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're all afraid to touch it. I have our, um, I have the profile that I use. I just use the, uh, uh, our logo and just comment on fantasy football stuff. I have like a hundred people like, like it and stuff. So eventually once we start doing something, I'm sure we'll be in the algorithm. Nice. Well, at least we're, at least we got a basis. We have a starting yeah. line. <laughs> you, you always start somewhere. It's a starting point. <laughs> it's a jumping off point. Oh. Yeah. So All top right. shelf TikTok coming at you. 2022 fall 2022 do like movie releases yeah rookie rookie stuff is is what uh i'm excited oh, about. i cannot wait for that i mean honestly the combine's happening yeah the list the list of people oh, have already been put so out so much here now yeah we can do like real stuff like again. yeah this guy like grew three inches i'll have it all the day, the day of. Yeah. yeah instead of take, oh, take those three days off of work instead of everyone <laughs> do like running a four two well, unofficially, they, they ran a 4-2. I'm like, we need the combine back so bad. Yeah. We had a whole bunch of Randy Mosses last year. And it turns oh, out yeah. the one guy, the one guy that didn't do any pro day at all, turns out to be the best wide receiver <laughs> we've seen in years. <laughs> By far. All right, Craig, uh, you, you want to take us out of here? All right. Da, 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 da. No. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, that's it. Uh, it's Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. Go to our website, topshelffantasy.com. Find that article. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade so what do you say to somebody you hate what? or anyone trying to bring trouble your way one of his off things in the blood of your way yep. just study your tape of nwa one day i was walking by with a walkman on when i caught a guy give me an awkward eye you look and strangled him off in the park